Hey everybody, this is Baron Vaughn, and thank you for listening to another episode of Deep Shit with Baron Vaughn. I hope you liked the first two um, with um, Ms. Ali Wong and Ms. Elizabeth Johnson, two uh, good friends of mine that are very funny and very smart women. And this is my first episode right now, right here, right at this moment, with a male friend of mine, a guy who goes by the name of Eric Andre. Um, I'm doing an impersonation of uh, his voicemail for a really long time. It was Eric Andre. Actually, Eric is the only person who, anytime he calls me, has to critique my voicemail. Um, there were two voicemails where he's like, mm, I don't know how I feel about that. I think it's time to change it. And my current voicemail, he's like, mm, yeah, I like that. I just know that uh, next week he's probably going to hate it again. Um, we sat down and we talked about ignorance um, slash education. Uh, it's very important to him, and it's a theme that he constantly comes back to. And Eric, I've known for a really long time, and we have something I think of like a sibling relationship. By that I mean that sometimes I just can't talk to him or see him because he'll annoy the shit out of me, and then I have to avoid him for fear of causing him physical harm. Um, he's a button pusher. He pushes my buttons sometimes. And um, this this episode, he's a little all over the place. It's hard for me to listen to, and I hope it's equally as hard for you to listen to. Um, and when I say all over the place, I mean that he's also physically on the bed, and then on a couch, and then on the floor, and then back to the couch, and then back to a bed. While I sat in the same place, it's just hard for him to sit in one place sometimes, motherfucker. Anyway, um, here's Mr. Eric Andre on the theme of ignorance, blah, 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 deep shit. Stop counting it down, you bastard. Eric, Andre, hello. We're here with Baron Vaughn in this week in brown <laughs> brownness. It's not really that at all. But um, Eric. With two young supple brothers just trying to get by in this crazy biz. All right, hit stop. We're leaving. <laughs> Eric, how long have we known each other? Five, six minutes. Tops. Years. Years. Years, we we met at an audition. That you, you know, there's no audience for. here. You know, there's no audience. No, actually, here. Let me say something. We met at an audition that we had to pay for. Did we? We paid thirty five bucks to audition to do a comedy monologue for Dave Chappelle's show, casting director, in a weird little. We met before theater. that. We met before that. No. You're talking with Andrew Sneed. This is uh, with Pat, Andrew Sneed. Yes, Andrew Sneed. Pat McCorkle. R.I.P. That's the name of the person who yep. uh, Pat McCorkle. R.I.P. It was one of those uh, workshops. Was it Tracy Esposito yep. or Darlene Violet or something yep. like that? Yep. Yeah. R.I.P. All four of them. Oh, no, none of them are dead. <laughs> none of them are dead at all. So we met a couple years ago, and I, I had kind but of heard will, of you. But they will be missed. Because you had come out of Boston. You came out of Boston. I know, but you were in Boston after me. Yeah. And then you moved from Boston to New York. To New York, yeah. You had started in Boca Raton or something like that, right? Yeah. Florida. Well, I mean, my first show was in Boca that I ever did, and then my second show was in Boston. So yeah, my first show was in Vegas, so doesn't that doesn't count? Ah, uh, City of Dreams. That was in like my senior year of high school. City, Someone, Vegas, city that never sleeps, right? City, no, it sleeps a lot. It uh, sleeps. The people who live there are always sleeping. Well, then why do they call it that? Because the people who come there aren't, and they're the ones who make all the quotes. The Big Apple. Nope, that's not Vegas. That's not what's it called. It's called the Rotten Apple. <laughs> it's very different. It's called the Rotten Tomato. Um. So we were talking the other day, and I asked you yes. something. I asked you about what is the, what is the theme, the life theme that um, you constantly come back to. And I came up with what I believe is the title of it, but I want you to explain 
that a little bit more. So I think it, what you were saying is something that you constantly are wrapped up with is not only sighing, but ignorance. Butt sex. No. no. <laughs> but yeah, ignorance. ignorance. Um, just like trying to. Just, I feel like there's a lot of dumb people out there, man. But why does that bother you? Cause. But what like, is what? But dumb in what way, though? Just like racist, sexist, homophobic, prejudice, and you can't. It's hard to plead with them. Uh, not even plead with them. It's hard to like shine light on subjects because it's like you got to start. From square one. Well, what was that story you were just telling me? At, uh, Zanies. You, you were you were you were just at Zanies in Chicago. I did this whole joke about uh, how ridiculous homophobia is, and I'm just like my whole opener ripping into it, mm-hmm. taking taking down the subjects, taking down mofos, taking down the subject, and then uh, and then halfway through my set, I, t- I started talking about I did that old D'Angelo joke, yeah, that I did, and this guy yelled out in the audience, he's like. Yeah, he's gay. Like, very aggressive. <laughs> and I was like, were you paying attention to the first half of the fucking... That's probably set? when he was paying attention with butt sex. <laughs> so, uh, it's just, uh, you know, ignorance is like a bottomless uh, pit of uh, fun. But fun. you find yourself, like, exasperated by it when you when you come across somebody that you think is kind of ignorant. Yeah, because it's not like that one person... Is like you know, I feel like there's like uh, millions of people. I like that, you know. <laughs> millions, billions, See, billions. Some, but say. you're at home going like billions of people are dumb. Why? Yeah, just like I think I was like raised to think like there weren't so many dumb people, but then when I grew up, I was like, shit, man, there's a lot of hateful, prejudiced. Ignorant motherfuckers out there fucking sucking dicks. You know what I'm fucking saying, son? No, I don't. <laughs> but you're saying that you're disappointed in people. Yeah, I'm disappointed in mankind. Yeah, see, that's a, I have the I'm same a misanthrope. Thing. Are you are you a misanthrope? Yeah. Are you becoming one? Yep. Cynic. Well, what does that mean to you that you're becoming a, a misanthrope? Oh, what doesn't it mean to me? <laughs> well, you know, I've noticed for myself that, uh, you know, because I love people. And that's why I don't like being around them because I'm. Yeah. Con- I feel like I'm constantly disappointed. When was the last time you made love, like passionate love? That's uh, completely off subject. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's right on the subject. It's you not- talk about loving people. No, no, no. I'm when's saying- the last time you made sweet? You're talking about. Love? You're talking about like a physical no, expression of love. You finish. I'm like talking orgasms. about people. I'm like talking. Oh yeah, yeah. Because man, we don't always. <laughs> we don't always have an orgasm. I need to be in the mood sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes your your hand is just is not really paying attention to you, and you're like, "Hand, give me a hand," or whatever. So, um, well, okay. So I found myself sometimes like just disappointed with people, or because I'm working on the, what? What are you laughing at? No, we're just having fun. You're still, you, but yeah, but you seem like you're having fun in your own head, and I just happen where, to be here. Where else is there to have a good time? <laughs> It's kind of amazing how, how much you've changed from the moment that the microphones went on to when we, when we walked in. Uh, I'm a phony. I'm no. a big phony. No, you're not a phony yet. All right. Um, but Let's there, talk turkey. There is a big disappointment sometimes in people. Like I, I, I just feel like it, I, sometimes I get upset that people don't want more. But, you know, I was thinking about this the other day that, like, what is – I don't know that happiness is going anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, like, 
The concept of happiness? The concept. It seems like people are happier when they do nothing. Like, you know, because they say ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's because when you when you don't know things, then you have no responsibility. Right. So when you don't know anything, then you're just completely, you can be completely happy. Like, it's like people like you and me, and I know a lot of people, leave home. Right. And we're like, oh, I got to see the world. I got to do this and that. Right. Yeah. And we don't understand people who stayed where they are. Yeah. But at the same time, those people who stay where they are don't really understand why we have to go out and do stuff. Yeah. And in a kind of a way, I wonder if there's more happiness to staying where you are, because it seems like what? people just are so happy when they get their that life that looks a certain way and it fits a certain way. They just seem so damn happy, but we seem exasperated with searching for I don't know what that in a way that we can't have any happiness yeah. or not or complacency. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe those people are searching for something to have. I think it's uh, a preference. You know, if you like where you're from and you like you don't like change and that makes you happy, that makes you happy. <laughs> if, you you know? like, if you don't like change. If you don't like, I mean, a change of scenery, a change of atmosphere, you know what I'm saying? Like my friends that stayed in Florida, like some of them love, love Florida, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, to each his own, I guess. But I'm saying that to say this. What were you talking about? I'm talking about leaving places like. But do you think that's ignorant? No, no, no. I'm saying that that, that ignorance is bliss. Oh, but I'm saying happiness. that sometimes this is the, point I the, search, the search for that happiness or, or happiness, peace what sometimes. Is, what is happiness but chemicals in your mind? Oxytocin. You just call me oxytocin? Would you call me? <laughs> um, no, I know, I know. But every, everything that you have in your mind is like a chemical reaction. Yeah. Right. So if you're like, I'm going to be happy today, then in a way you're taking a dose. Yeah. You're taking your drug. Or me, I take MDMA. I don't know what that is. Some um, ecstasy in its purest form. Like street ecstasy is usually cut. It's like MDMA cut with uh, some type of methamphetamine or like speed or something. But like MDMA is just like the pure, uh, just the chemical by itself. Have you really taken that? Yeah, it's fucking great. Why? It makes you feel like a million dollars. What's a million dollars? Nine hundred and ninety-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. <laughs> no, but I'm saying that like, what is the goodness that you feel? Oh my god, you gotta try it, man. Well, I'm mean, trying to describe it to me, mayonnaise. It's like a sunshine in your mind. It's like a koala bear crapped a rainbow in your brain. You're doing so good at describing it to me. Man, it's an ineffable, indescribable feel. I don't know. It's just pure joy. It's just flushing all the serotonin out of your brain. But is that what you want? You feel like you need like a serotonin uh, checkup, like a serotonin change, and like, oh, it's time. Like you're a machine, and that is your uh, your mechanic. What do you mean? Taking that, that's like your mechanic. Like you're having your oil change oh, to your no, brain. Oh, no, just for once in a while. Like when I was in Barcelona, I ate it. You know, just for well, And you loved for it. For fun. Yeah, it was great. But it was like, but why? But why? That's what I'm saying. Like, what oh, is it, it feels good. It feels really good. Yes, but what, what, is, what, is, what is it that you were feeling that you were like, oh, I got to feel good now? Was you, were you feeling something else or were you like, I got to feel better? I was on a rooftop. It was 6 a.m. We're dancing. We're drunk. We're like partying with a bunch of fucking crazy Spaniards. And they were like, everybody's fucking doing backflips and setting the fucking rooftop on fire and shit. So, was, and partying and dropping acid. So, I was fucking, why went in Rome? <laughs> uh, it was Spain, wasn't it? Went in Rome. <laughs> Dude, somebody said the funniest thing last night at ECB. They said, when in Rome, do it as the Romans do. When in Greece, fuck a man in the ass. <laughs> That's very, it's very applicable to, uh, to, our, to, our, to our topic. But, um,. 
So, so what is your question? Why? Well, I guess it's like you're you're saying that you you you're doing that and it makes you feel good. Yeah. But I'm saying, but what is it that you're feeling where you're like, oh, I want to feel good now? You got caught up in the moment because you you only do that like recreationally, like yeah, when you're yeah. with like socially. Yes. Right. You never yeah. been like sitting at home. No, no. Watching King of the Hill, like oh, time for some MDMA. No, no, that's not an enjoyable way to. But you think that? But are you saying that 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 drug helps you expand in a sort of a way? Helps you helps you go to something that isn't ignorant. Yeah, well, I mean, I didn't sit down and study for the SATs when I took it. But. Oh no, I'm not. But 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 book knowledge isn't the opposite of ignorance. Yeah, well, you know, I think um, I think if I'm going to have a mind expansion experience, it's going to be like a hallucinogenic experience more than just MDMA. But um, well, what's the opposite of that though? What? What's the opposite of MDMA? Like, what do you think? What do you think that people are doing? That is like, like if that is something that helps you expand, helps you have a good time, right? Yeah. What is what is the opposite of that? Give me an example of like a person. Something that makes you depressed, you mean? I don't know. Watch, no, not necessarily depressed. Watch, but watching like, the notebook? I guess not, not necessarily depressed, but I'm just like like a person who's sitting, <laughs> doing, doing nothing. Yeah. Is that the opposite of it? Because they're not, they're not even depressed. depressed. Depression is still something. Well, you could be sitting doing nothing and you could be meditation. You could be doing meditation, Buddhist meditation. Yeah, but that's still expansion. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's still like trying to reach nirvana. And all that's that what stuff, I'm right? saying. That's what I'm saying. Like you could, that's like the opposite. That's not that's sitting and doing nothing isn't necessarily the opposite of MDMA. But meditation is a something. I guess. I guess like meditation a, is something. I guess I just mean like in a <laughs> like a like a person like like a doing nothingness of doing something that doesn't help them in any sort of way. Yeah, that doesn't help them expand. Yeah. Etc. Etc. Th- well, they say dumb jobs make you stupider. Yeah. Who Peter. says that? <laughs> they. Who's they? Oh, Jacob. They. Jacob. They. Of the They Society. Um. My psychology teacher in high school, or no, in college, told me that, and like, um, um, it makes you uh, just fucking impotent. Just makes you. What a, d- a dumb job makes you impotent. It just makes you f- like a flaccid human being. Human being. Hmm. Yeah, like security guards, uh, highest rate of suicide. Oh, uh, let me read you something here. Yeah, it's your favorite quote. <laughs> no, I'll read it and we'll, we'll discuss. Okay. If it if it if it uh, tickles your fancy, sure. Something like that. It's Thomas Jefferson. It's th- it's Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> I love the way I, love, I like the way that I said that. Ignorance is preferable to error. Error. Ignorance is preferable. Preferable, preferable. Ignorance is preferable to error. And he is less remote from the truth who believes nothing than he who believes what is wrong. Wait, what? Mm. You want me to read it again? It's right there. Ignorance is preferable to error. 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 (laughs) Ignorance is preferable to error. And he is less remote from the truth who believes nothing than he who believes what is wrong. Fuck does that mean? Yeah, well, you know what? Thomas Jefferson owned a bunch of slaves. So fuck <laughs> that guy. He's the founder of he's our he's a fucking a, slave the founder raper. of our country, man. Yeah, why don't you fucking quote another slave raper? You fucking scumbag. Okay, how about this one? Nothing in the world is more dangerous than sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity. Who did that? Conscious. Who said that? Conscientious stupidity. Martin Luther King Jr. Another slave owner, man. <laughs> Not a lot of people know Martin Luther King Jr. Oh, man, we're going to get letter about that. We're going to get letter. 
And just, just the letter, kidding. Just the letter A. 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 Well, what's an experience? Give me an experience of like a of something that happened to you where you saw a version of ignorance, like something that happened that made you start to hate ignorance or think about that thing. Besides chewing on the gum. Oh man, this is what I think, dude. Ignorant? You want me to tell you about an ignorance experience? Yeah. Because I mean, you had a couple things happen to you that may have made this a uh, theme in your life that you go back to. Just wondering what uh, one of those. Well, I'm a is. Haitian Jew from Florida, huh? you know. So I'm a little sensitive to racism and anti-Semitism. Give me and one. I, oh man, I grew up about, around a bunch of fucking idiots. You know. What <laughs> I mean? Well, and people hated Haitians when I, there was like an influx. There's a Aristide, the Haitian president in the '90s. He was a fuckhead. He was like in cahoots with like a cocaine drug lord. So there's a lot of Haitians leaving Haiti, coming to Florida. So whenever you have like an influx of immigrants coming in, there's a lot of xenophobia and racism towards that group. Mm. So people hated Haitians. When I was in middle school and high school, to call somebody Haitian was a, was like an insult. And people call it the Haitian kids like cockroaches and shit like that. It was super racist. So mostly words. I mean, there's some fights started about it, but it wasn't like, you know. There were some fights like in school? Yeah, and pee, during PE and shit like that. Who would start the fight? Some kids that were calling people cockroaches. Yeah, fucking someone, ignorant white kids. And then someone was like tired of being pushed over. Yeah. And you witnessed this? Yeah, all the time. And I'm always sticking up for Haitians and shit. <laughs> you know, and people are like, "They don't think I'm Haitian." They're like, "What the fuck is this kid?" Well, what do you have to stick up for Haitians about? Like, you mean like to this day you're always sticking up for Haitians? Yeah, to this day, but especially in Florida in the '90s when there was like tons of anti-Haitian sentiment. You know what I'm saying? That's interesting. I didn't know that that was like a specific anti-Haitian kind of. Yeah, it was specific to Florida because they were coming into Florida. So like, there was a lot of like Haitian. Um, a lot of Haitian hate. Hate, hate, Haitian. A lot of Haitian. Is this gum bad for the podcast, or is it bad character? Definitely bad. You think so? <laughs> just even you smack your It lips. doesn't add a, another element? Um, it just adds a distracting element, because it's like all sound. What's the, but the element of distraction is the element of surprise. Um, sure. Keeps the audience guessing. <laughs> I don't know if it keeps them guessing. Ralph well, Barron. Yeah. What's going on? Are you going to get fat this year or what? You're obsessed with this fatness thing. I want to see those titties grow, dog. You want to see those titties grow into a dog? (laughs) (laughs) That's very strange. I want you to get so fat that you got two snouses hanging off your chest. Now, you you don't do drugs. I haven't. You ate a pot brownie by mistake one time. By accident. And you fucking lost it. Yeah, but I wasn't Wasn't prepared for it. Wasn't a pleasurable experience. Um, definitely, yeah. Especially because it wasn't one that I chose, you know. You, yeah, you weren't prepared for it. But I am interested in drugs. I'm interested in certain things for the mind expanding. I'm not really interested in recreational, more more educational drugs. Well, you ate that pop brownie, you didn't have a good time. No, because I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. And it wasn't like, like I said, it wasn't something it I It snuck up on you and it kicked your ass. Well, I also didn't know what was going to happen, and I, I... What's the most drunk you've ever been? Um, I don't even remember. I haven't, as I never drank to get drunk. It just you just have a drink or two. Take it easy. 
Yeah, I'm a social drinker. I mean, there's some you times don't drink that I get to drunk. get wasted. You're not like the yeah. Person. I don't. I don't have any. I don't have any stories where it's like, oh man, I got so drunk and this series of hilarious events occurred. It's always kind of like I got a little drunk. Oh, you know what? I can think of a time. You have a glass of wine or two at dinner. <laughs> you know, not necessarily. What do you I, got? Long Island. Ice there tea? was a time in in New York. It was right before I moved last. Or two Mays ago. You drink like sweet drinks. Mike's our lemonade. No, I just had a bunch of beer. I was with a friend oh, who tight. who drinks, and I felt like the need to ke- to keep up. The need for speed. The need for speed. Yeah, I felt the need to keep up, but um, he had gotten. He was kind of taking it easy, and I wasn't. <laughs> so I got you got fucked up. Yeah, I got very drunk, and I was hungover for two days. <laughs> Were you throwing up? I threw up three times. Oh, shit. One time in the St. Mark's, under St. Mark's bathroom. <laughs> I think it was at Christian Polanco's show. Like, I, I got home. This is what happened. I got home off the, uh, from the, uh, the cab. I took a cab to my place. You were a wreck. And I was on the street, and I was just kind of wavering around. <laughs> then I threw up straight into the street. Oh my god. And then a dude appeared out of nowhere right after I I vomited and he was like, Hey, hey, smoke, smoke. (laughs) Smoke, smoke. I was like, That guy's cool. I'm fine. (laughs) And then I went up to bed and then I threw up. Why is that hilarious? Why is that so hilarious to you? Why is why was is it winter or summer? Why is poisoning myself? Was it winter or summer? It was um it was not neither. It was like fall. Oh no, it was May, so it was like the beginning of summer. And you were sick as shit. Yeah, I was awful. <laughs> I had motion sickness for two days. Why is that? I don't understand why you're so happy about this. You're like, ha ah. Yo. Were, were you like, were you like trying to keep it together? <laughs> no, no. I don't try to keep it together. I just let it happen. Were you like reciting? I can imagine practicing soliloquy. No, nope, none of those things happen. Were you like... Is this not a dagger I see before me? That definitely didn't happen. No, that didn't happen at all. It wasn't back in the theater days? No, this was like two years ago. A year and a half ago. <laughs> oh, shit. I, thought this was I didn't like, drink in college. I thought this was like six years ago, seven years ago. I didn't drink in college. I didn't drink until after oh, I was this 21. Is when, I thought this was when like, I first met you. No, no, no. This is like, <laughs> I said, like this is like two Mays ago. That's what I said. Oh. <laughs> I can imagine you like... A too brute. I've been, I've been, <laughs> I've been that drunk enough uh, for like one handful worth of times. Yeah, yourself. <laughs> Every other day, brother bear. I can tell. But the way dude, that you say brother bear with well, such emphasis. Let me ask you: You've only been drunk like five times. Yeah. But where you get? No, no, were like you, really, really badly drunk. Were you getting? I've dr- been were buzzed. You get, were you getting drunk back in the theater days? No, never once you did a play like Etoile Brote. No, did you say Dagger? <laughs> I see before me. Why? Why? That, why was there a Mexican accent to that that piece of Macbeth? You're like, is this a dagger? <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why you did that. Novus odus aclorum, e plebus unum. Just mixing together Latin. <laughs> you're just mixing together Latin. I'm so glad that you're Dude, so entertained. When I first met Bo- Baron Boron, Bo- when, you first, when I first met Boron, man, he was in his element. What? What do you got to say? You came up to me and you were wearing a cape. I definitely was not. And you're holding a skull, and you were like, "Do yeah. you mind if I am goth tonight?" Now my friend Yorick had just died, and I was really fucking upset. When? When? <laughs> so no, I'm just going back to the Hamlet reference you just made. 
Oh, that I have a skull. Alas, poor Yorick. That's Hamlet, brother man. And then you were like, you came up to me and you go, have you ever seen Marilyn Manson? <laughs> yeah. For I am Do you gothic. remember the first time we met? Really? Yeah. What, what, that was at that, that it was place. Like, it was like it was yesterday. Yeah. I don't even remember. No, it was Botanica. I feel like, oh, was it like a Philipowski show or something? No, like it was that. F- it was Andrew Sneed and you. Yeah, but it was that. Bot- you came up to me and my headshot looked like a fucking mug shot. Was that one? And your you headshot were- was printed out on like that Kinko's paper. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> my headshot. Your was resume not was out. like drawn on the back. That's definitely not true. I love that. I love you just completely. And you came in and you go, "Hey, brother, you think I could get a quarter to make a call?" Because <laughs> payphones were fashionable at the time. Now look at this letter, my mom. My mom sent me a letter in third grade. Look at this. Look at this. What is this for? It's a letter I wrote to Christopher Columbus in third grade. But back to ignorance. I feel like you're getting all off topic. I guess I'm getting all off topic. We can go wherever the heck we want to go. That's the beauty of it. What do you want to say about ignorance? What do you want to say about ignorance? I think a lot of people are uneducated, and and I think that the American education system is uh, weighed down with bureaucracy and nonsense, and there's not enough. We spent like a billion dollars, a bazillion dollars on military a bazillion on our defense budget. See, that's but already we, that's already bad education, right but there. But we don't. But we don't. We don't put any money into our education system, and it's just like no wonder there's such a large disparity between poverty and wealth in this nation. It's because like there's so many people that don't have access to resources and education, and they're not getting they're not they're not fueling money into the education system, and we're all dumb because of it. Not to mention that we all eat a bunch of junk food all day, and there's like chemicals in everything that we're eating. And our brain is an organ, and uh, our brain's not functioning properly. I really believe that, that our brain isn't functioning. No, I just, like, I, would like to, I just like the change, the complete change in tone. I really don't think that our brain is operating at our full capacity because we we're, we're eat vegetables that are sprayed with pesticides and are fertilized with weird chemicals. And the meat that we eat, that the animals aren't growing up on farms, they're growing up in factories. And they're, they're, the chickens and the cows are pumped full of hormones and antibiotics and steroids, and they're, not, they're eating corn. They're not eating grass or the stuff that they're supposed to be eating. So they're sick, but they're full of chemicals. And then the, the meat's not clean, so they clean the meat with ammonia and all this stuff. I like the, I like the expression on your face right now. We're eating all this stuff, and it's, it's directly affecting our brains. You know, but I'm not conspiratorial. I don't think there's chips in our brains or any like that that kind of thing. No, I, I mean, I don't, think, not, you need, I don't saying, think you need to be conspiratorial. What you're saying there's is enough evidence. A, it's to, a series of events. Is is like a series of things that turns us into a something. Where are you going? I'm just I'm just moving. Okay, I mean the education thing. You know, um, I read this interesting article about um, it was called like Seven Sins of the Forced System of Education. Yeah. And this guy had he theorized. <laughs> this is what I need to do for. This is how bad my back is fucked up. I can't sit any anyway. What happened to your? I got two bulging discs in my spine. I fucked up my back because I was a fucking idiot teenager. I was a fucking wild child. Well, what did you do? I just cracked my back in half. But what did you actually do? Was there, was there an event or is it just a series? Yeah, it was a series of me just fucking jumping off off of tables and shit. <laughs> oh, I fucking bag you fuck up your back. That's it. You were the stunt man with no stunts. Yeah, I was a stunt man with no stunts. No stunts, no crew. My number one stunner. Okay, good. So I think that's the problem, man. 
<laughs> oh, I can see that. But I know this this article I read. There was a thing because it's like we're so obsessed with. Um, I mean, there's this, we have one system. So yeah. I saw this thing recently, this speech, yeah. and um, it was all about the education system that we have and how it was created in the Enlightenment, and that there's built-in classism. In yeah. It. Oh, absolutely. Because it's like. You're told you're either good at something or bad at something, and that yeah. stays with you forever. Absolutely. But there was a whole, I guess, movement of people when it started where they were like, oh, we, why are we trying to educate kids from the street? It's impossible for them to learn. You know, like they're dumb. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, well, we should teach them. Whatever, bro. But like there's that whole. Yeah, I'm sure they said whatever, bro. No, I'm just, yeah, that's probably exactly what they said. <laughs> Verbatim. I, I remember lots of readings lots of readings from the Enlightenment that the and word bro. And I quote, whatever, bro. That, that bro, yeah, they whatever, bro. I don't even know what accent that is. Whatever, bro. Um, oh, whatever, bro. But that, but that there's the there's a built-in classism in our educational system. Absolutely, which is true. I remember I did this thing uh, like a couple years ago. A friend of mine asked me to come to a quote unquote, and I hate this term, at-risk school in Brooklyn. You know what that means? No, what's that mean? It just means that like oh, the school's at risk. It just means that, like, there's a lot of black kids in it. Oh, it, it's, shit. It, The risk is that they're so black. <laughs> That's basically what it means. But the moment I walked into school, I was immediately angry because the first thing that you you have to do is go through a metal detector. Yeah. I mean, and that's they true. They treat these kids like prisoners. And it's true for so many schools, but it's like, sure, maybe there are a couple kids, and I grew up with kids that brought weapons to school, like they brought knives to school, guns yeah, to school. Yeah, some idiot asshole kids. And sometimes it was like they were they were out to do something, but most of the time it's just posturing. Most of the time it's just like, look what I've got. You know, it's like they... Right. You know, and you don't fuck with those kids, obviously. You don't look at them. You don't step on their fucking t- shoes. Right. But you feel like a prisoner. The, you feel Pre- like, Preach it, brother. You know, I'm just saying you feel like a prisoner, and that's what they're saying to these kids. Like, Yeah, they treat these kids like a prisoner. And, you know, Aramark, the company that makes the food for the, most of the prisons in the United States, makes the, most of the cafeteria food. <sighs> and, like, there's barbed wire fence around half these schools and shit. It's like you treat kids like prisoners. The fuck is your problem, but, asshole? But you know, there's a thing that happens. Like, regardless of where you are in the school system, the thing that happens is we're taught about grades. Like, there's so many, yeah. there's so many things that we're taught in school that we take into the rest of our life that we don't even think about. Which is the great, which is grading, which is there's a right way to do something and there's a wrong way to do something. Yeah, and that so many people get into the world and it's just that like if you do X, Y, and Z, then you will get an A. And yeah. if you do this, this, and this, then you'll get A, B. Right. But we, we take that mentality and we apply it, we apply it to things that it doesn't belong to in a, in a bigger sense. It's such a – the education, this dysfunctional education system is such a momentous problem. I think that's why nobody does anything because it's so, there's so it's, many – It's pro- gigantic, but, we're, but we've – so many things. So many people have been through it that like we, it's impossible to change it. Yeah. It's impossible to change it, especially because everybody that is, th- that, that is saying – Hey, we should or shouldn't change it. Um, has been through the system, and they're like, "Well, that turned out fine." Blah blah blah. You know, um, it's like um, yeah. Well, those people probably had access to resources. It's very hard. To, it's like a caste system. You're right. It's very hard to break out. Well, it's like, like the lower caste. It's like my problem with black Republicans sometimes, which is that like I did it. Why can't they? Yeah, that they completely separate themselves from the fact that not everybody has the exact same circumstances. Exactly. But um. <laughs> Clarence Thomas is fucking ass. I'm coming for you. Yeah, I can. He's really scared. He's very, very scared. What the? Oh, what the blood clot? 
Yes, what's a bomb clot? Um, boo up, big up, big up yourself. But what was school like for you, by the way? <laughs> Easy, straight A's. <laughs> really? Uh, really, I got straight A's. I had the worst conduct grades. Conduct was graded one through four, one being the worst and four being the best. But why behaved. do you think you had a wor- the worst conduct? Is it because one, of, I had what the we're worst, talking about? One, I had the worst, I had the worst conduct grades, but I had all A's and B's. <clears throat> did you ever do homework? Did, I always did my homework. Mm, I never did homework. I always did my homework. I was in calculus in 11th grade, AP calculus in 11th grade. I was always good in school. But I never felt challenged. Here's, see, that's why, the, and that's why I acted out. But I also acted out just because I was hyper- Hyperactive. Yeah, and you're, you're, I like the attention of girls. You're very hyper. Yeah, but you didn't realize that it wasn't the right attention. <laughs> they were just paying attention at you. No, straight up, I fucked like 400 girls in they class. They were paying it oh. in the middle of the class. Oh, you, were the, you were the PE teacher. Because <laughs> um, I, I was going to ask you if you got that. Because like, I, I used to get that all the time. Like, well, oh, he's not being challenged. That's why he's. But you didn't do your blah, homework. Blah, blah. I didn't do my homework because you're I didn't care. You were straight up lazy. No, I did my homework every now and then, but like, it's because I tested well, I remembered everything. Yeah, you were like an idiot savant. Yes, that's you're exactly. You're like the Rain Man. You're like the Rain that's Man. That's exactly right. Yeah, in in high school, that's exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, but I, you I, do have a good memory. I do. I did Me my homework. Dan Curry's impression of you is like you're the comedian encyclopedia. But in in a way, it'd yeah. be like, hey man, big. Who's that guy? And then like Baron enters. Oh, that's Jeff Tittles. Uh, he did an open mic in Oklahoma one time. Figured out comedy wasn't really his thing. Now he's working as a security guard in Tulsa. Yeah, like everybody he knows, knows about Jeff. Tittles. He knows every stat. He's like one of those guys that knows like every baseball, like, like stat. sports stats, but sports it's comedy. Stats, stats. Yeah, I, I, any I, comic, you can't stump Baron. Guarantee it. I appreciate the compliment. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of comedy. In I've this never mentioned a comic or an actor. I've never mentioned them where you didn't know like twenty things about them. That's almost true. I mean, there's I can't name, watch this. John Ritter. <laughs> John Ritter. Yeah. <laughs> You just named the major actor, though. Okay. Uh, well, you want me to name like three things that he was in or something? Yeah, something like that. Well, I mean, obviously, Three's Company. Boom. Boom. Uh, Bad Santa. That was his Bam. last. That was his last movie. Well played. But um, also one of my favorite movies, uh, the the movie adaptation of the play Noises Off by Michael Frayn. See, who would know that except Baron? Well, that's because I spent a lot of time inside because of all the guns in my neighborhood. All right, wait. Because um, of my failed education system, right? Ignorance, ignorance, ignorance. Don DC Curry. <laughs> You mean the comedian? Oh, uh, booyah. But you're, you're a curveball. Are you confusing him with T.C. Carson? Oh, who's that? T.C. <laughs> Carson, not to be confused with T.K. Carter. Oh, yeah. Right? One was on Living Single, and one was in um, oh, the, mannequin, the Mannequin movies. Or I'm thinking of somebody completely different. All right. Thanks a lot. Um, all right. That's what I spent my time memorizing. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's why I was good at tests. All right. Last actor. You have to guess. No, wait. Um, Sterling uh, Hayden. What's the guy's name? Huh? What? Sterling Hayden? Sterling? No. <laughs> Spencer Spencer Tracy. What about Spencer Tracy? Name one thing he was in. Um. Well, on Golden Pond. Boom. <laughs> it's a classic. Nail. You nailed it. Oh, thanks a lot, Eric. I appreciate the compliments in a sarcastic way. And. And. Baron has read every comedian's biography. Not every comedian's biography. I'm, I'm Richard in, Pryor. I'm in the Did process. You read it? Yeah, of course I read it. Boom. <laughs> That's just one comedian. But you've read several of them. Prior convictions. That's a good book. You've read a lot of them. I've read a lot of them. Yeah. See. I mean, it depends on the. I've read. I've read Hicks and Pryor and Martin. Smartin. 
<laughs> Steve Martin or Smartin, as I like to call him. But everybody, that seems to always be Samantha, a thing. Like, Samantha B. That always seems to be like a thing, actually. It's a kind of an ongoing theme in like, oh, I was never challenged in school or something like that because Hicks didn't go to college. Yeah. But he Louis educated C. himself. Louis C.K. didn't go to college. Louis C.K., I mean, um, prior, obviously, but self-educated. A lot of self-educated people. Yeah. Is that, what, is that another thing with the ignorance? Like, you're like, there's, sh- there's knowledge out there, right? There's shit out there. Why wouldn't you be interested in, in bettering yourself? Yeah, but, you know, you never know what people are going through at home. It's just stressful. You don't, you don't have medical. They need medical <laughs> attention and shit. I'm serious. But you still don't want to be around them. But you're saying it in a sort of a way, like, I don't know what they got going on, but I don't want to be around them as they search through their bullshit. No, no, no. I, uh, my I mean, heart goes out to them. You're, but you're more concerned with, with ignorant assholes. Ignorance is a oh, bigger yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like when people kind of are, are happy in their ignorance or display it. It's like, like, that guy's gay or something like that. Yeah, I'm just talking about the prejudice, pr- prejudice uh, assholes. So it kind of fits together, the ignorance and the prejudice. Yeah, of course. Edu- what is prejudice but ignorance and fear combined? Oh, snazzle dazzles. That's a good um, math equation. <laughs> a good oh, math yeah. equation for life. What is this letter that you have? You're fooling around with this I letter. I wrote a letter to Christopher Columbus you, when can, I was. Do you want to read it? Yeah, but can, can I tell it? you something? What? Christopher Columbus, genocidal maniac, murdered more Arawak Indians than Hitler killed Jews. Eight million Arawak Indians were murdered on the island of Hispaniola, which is the current day Haiti and Dominican Republic. Wiped out an entire tribe of of Indians. They no longer exist. They're completely extinct because of Columbus and his crew. And we celebrate this fucking asshole. But why do you why do you know that? Because you just looked it up, or because you no, just I read, um, recently read people's history of the United States? Not people's history, but I read um, lies my teacher told me. Oh yeah 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 they both they both talk about. So this is a letter I wrote. To, it's called Sailing with Columbus what grade, in, in third grade, okay. 1991, 10-8-91. Hello, spelled H-E-L-L-O-W. <laughs> My name is Eric S. Andre. I would like to sail with Columbus because I would love to get married. I would like to eat fat rats. I love to watch sea animals. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I would like to get kittens. Can we back up real quick? What's up? What? How would you get married from sailing with Columbus. Dude, come on. Doesn't this thing explain itself? No, it doesn't explain itself. It's open to artistic interpretation. Oh, okay. So it's a poem. It was, a, it was an open no, letter. Yeah, well, yeah. But you didn't have to explain why, why you put those things together. <laughs> You're just like, I want to sail with Columbus so I can get married. You know, he yeah. where the bitches is. Yeah, exactly. All or right. maybe I wanted to marry Columbus. Who knows what kind of freaky ass shit I was into back then. I know. And then you started throwing yourself off tables. Well, the trip is wonderful. I have a girlfriend. I love the sunrise. <laughs> the human. I love the sunrise here. The humans are weird! Exclamation point. I hope they don't kill Columbus. I'm hungry. We just passed a whale. It looked friendly. I have these great friends. I jump on a sailor because he was going to kill Columbus. We see land. We have kittens. This is very, very exciting. The people are weird. They think we are gods. My wife is named Claudia. We have five boys and four girls. Their names are Flapjack, Top, Kit, Pup, Girl, Zed, Michelangelo, Bobo, and Bart. Wait, that was more than five names. (laughs) 
Math not my strong point till later in life. Land is interesting. Yeah, you got that right, third grade me. They didn't kill Columbus. I wonder if there are any rats here. I just saw a weird creature. I caught a fish yesterday. I wish I could live here. Oh, well, we're going back. It was fun. I'm so, so tired. Adios. <laughs> How, uh, what, what grade was this again? Third. Yeah, you haven't really changed that much. <laughs> those, those associations. That sound, there's a lot of stuff in there that you still in your act. <laughs> to this day. I like the sunrise here. The humans are weird. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what? Who are you going to have on this podcast next? I don't know yet. Man, we started out a long time ago, my friend. Um, but now look at us, baby. Barely legal. Spending that barely legal money. Number one error. That's the number one error. Mispronunciation of my show. <laughs> Fairly legal. Barely legal is my favorite porno. I get those confused. Oh, you weren't doing that on purpose? No, because when I fucking jack off, I'm like, should I think of a 18-year-old girl or Baron? That's always my dilemma. Well, I ha- we have the same body. No, but that chick from your show is hot. Can we talk about her off the books? <laughs> no, we're on the books right now. Oh, shit. Between me, you, and the wall over here, how about a little, a little hanky-panky going on on set or what? <laughs> <laughs> she's ex. She's like I was gonna say she's so married, but she's extra married. What do you mean she's extra married? She's married. Married has a kid. Pfft, that never stopped me before, dog. Oh man, I love getting up in them guts and smashing it. I love how much you reveal of your real self. <laughs> that's what I. That's what I love so far. Wait, but seriously, <laughs> Char- So USA, mood characters welcome. Mm-hmm. Finally. Dude, man. I was wondering when characters I'm were proud of you, dude. I remember when you were on that show, Canned. The pilot that I did? It wasn't a show. <laughs> Those were the days, dog. <laughs> <laughs> but that's when you started killing it. Um, I don't even know what that means. But let's talk about ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, it's fine. We can we can go. This is like jazz. Talking to you. Talking to you. What you studied. Leave a boop after the bop. Yeah, my mom and my dad were big proponents of education. Mm-hmm. They always stress the importance of education. In what ways did they stress it? My mom's a teacher. She got her master's in education. My dad's a doctor. They just always were very academic. My sister's very academic. My grandmother grew up in the house with us. And then you... They always stress... My mom always said, you know, you're on your own, but I'll pay for your education. Any any kind of schooling you want, any kind of teaching... Really, they I'm weren't supportive. they weren't bothered by the uh, throwing yourself off of a table. And, oh, they didn't pay for that. And then going to um, the music school and becoming a comedian. No, they were always supportive. My dad took a while, but now my dad's on board a hundred percent. Why did it take him a while? But I think that's why I value education because my parents were were such big proponents of it. But why did your dad take a while though? My dad's a doctor. He wanted me to go to law school do- or med school. Oh, really? Don't want me to go to music school. No. Following the footsteps. Yeah, well, he just, you know, any dad wants uh, uh, their kid to do, make a safe move, make something that's going to make them money. You know, music and comedy isn't, it's a very competitive and not uh, not easy to make a career out of, you know. But once he saw that I was passionate about it, kind of, and I started making a little money, then he understood that <clears throat> that was my, uh, I had my goal set on it. <laughs> But I just brought that up to to make the point that that's why I'm so uh, passionate about I think, education. About education. 
and it's so disheartening to know that uh, there's a lot of prejudice out there, who's, uh, which uh, the the roots of which are in um, ignorance. Um, then they're tied together, but they're also. I guess I'm talking about two different things. I think that the well, education I, system is defunct in this country, but also there's a lot but you're, of uh, I mean, like, it, it, you're, But it breeds ignorance yeah, in a sort of a way. When, yeah. you, make, when you make learning stressful, yeah. then people aren't going to be like, oh, I can't wait to learn. Exactly. And that's why they can't treat these kids like prisoners with metal detectors and forcing them. The kids should... Want to go to school? They should enjoy it. Now, what know? do you think they about like uh, alternative education, like the Montessori schools and stuff like that? I think it's a hell of a lot better than the public. School. Read, I, I was uh, in public school from kindergarten through twelfth grade. I was always in public school. Yeah, as was I. I never went to private school, but I. So I, 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 I don't. You ever read Howard Gardner? No. You know Howard Gardner? He was mm-hmm. um, dean of the school, Harvard School of Education, in the seventies. Yeah. And he wrote a couple different books. I think the first one was called Frames of Mind. Yeah. The Theory of Multiple Intelligences. Oh, shit. And then he Tight, son. followed it up with Multiple Intelligences. His well, whole, was it, what does that mean? Well, Multiple Intelligences is that he says that there's, first of all, there's, there's all these different kinds of intelligences, you know, like artificial visual, intelligence. No, visual, art, you know, like patterns. Artificial. Colors, you know, AI, stuff like that. AI, Haley Joel Osment. Yes, Haley, Haley Joel Osment. Um, no, just that, like, there's all, everybody Tactile has... Tactile learners, audible learners, visual learners. Yeah. People learn He identified, ways, like, yeah. 11, 11 different kinds of, edu- of, of intelligences. And exactly. he, his theory, I believe, I've still yet to read the book, <laughs> but his theory is basically that if you gear the education to the strengths of each student... Then um, the other things that they're not as good at will also get better. Oh yeah. Well, they say, but we, but we're like, oh, you can't possibly. But but he's done it, and he's done it, and he's has schools that have done it, and it's it it proves it's proven to be easier than we think it is. They say like, um, if you learn different disciplines within your art, like let's say for instance, you're an actor, right? Yeah. Now, if you only studied comedic sitcom acting yeah and you never did drama you never did shakespeare mm-hmm. you never did uh, i don't know improv you never did all, all different other types of things if you did all that other stuff your comedic acting would actually get stronger yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah like if you were a hip-hop dancer and you just studied hip hop dance. It, you wouldn't be as good as if you studied ballet, tap, modern. You know what I'm saying? It's a, like if you study, yeah, I know all the saying. different I mean, like disciplines. The, 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 it strengthens your main thing. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of interesting. Well, you see how they all relate. You see the patterns. You see, yeah, how how oh that's like this. You know, Comedia dell'arte. But you know, I mean, that's a big thing. Like I, I saw another well, thing. Comedia dell'arte. What about Comedia dell'arte? What about it? Comedia dell'arte. Comedia. Comedia. Yeah. What is that? Comedia or commedia? Some people. Comedia dell'arte. It just means comedy. It's Italian for comedy. Oh, it's like Italian jokes. No, no. Comedia dell'arte is um, basically the beginning of improv. What is? Is it like old school? Yeah, it's like seventeen um, hundreds Italian theater. Oh my god! And basically, dude. they improvised plays, but they had character archetypes. That the character always had certain motivations, and it was always funny. Yeah, it was always funny. It was the accent on the funny. 
So there was like, um, for for instance, there was the uh, the Harlequin or Arlequino. And that was the character that was um, like usually a, a servant, but somebody who was kind of um, he was more of a kind of just like a, a, a general clown Ladies that man. he was he was um, you know he's kind of a scaredy cat he he doesn't really know how to stick up for himself stuff like that straight up pimp. Then you got Dottore, the doctor, and that's the person who is always talking about something. Mamma mia! Always talking about being educated or not educated, but always talking in an educated way about nonsense. See, or yeah, that's what you. That's basically what you had. No, no, I'm I'm mixing it up. Professore and dotore are completely different things. That's professore. Okay, your commedia dell'arte, right? I got a commedia del mixed up. That's what I did. <laughs> Don't um, step in my house with that fucking uh, bullshit. <laughs> Eric is on the floor now. So everyone now he went from the couch to the bed to the now laying on the floor. Now back you see, boy, you must remember, I am your father. I will always be here to protect you. You see, so you're quoting House of Cosby's now. <laughs> you see, Rudy, the old. Is that you? What, what is it? <laughs> so, Baron. Yes. Where'd you get your start? When did you lose your virginity? Which one? When did you lose your virginity? What does it have to do with ignorance, man? That's uh, uh, when you first expanded your mind. You think losing virginity is the first expansion of... Duh, everyone knows that. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know if everybody knows that. Duh, 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 duh. <laughs> now, seriously, what's the ta- first time you got that wick wet, dog? Um, I'm talking dip the tip, no condom. <laughs> squirt, squirt. Um, in high school, mayonnaise. Yeah? You squirted up in a girl's guts? No. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> Me neither, man. I'm a virgin. And now Erica's asleep. <laughs> I'm wiped out. This interview is wiping me out, too. Well, it's because you're not, because you're fucking in character. That's why it's wiping like, you out. It sounds like fucking, it's like this room is like fucking, it's like Hitler's last days in this fucking apartment. Yeah, you live here. <laughs> no, but what do you want to talk about? Anything. <laughs> We've been talking about a lot of stuff. Talk, talk to me about anything. I'm, a, keep... I'm an open book. I'm an open book. Mm, yeah. I'm an open book. It's a pop-up book. I'll be, I'll be out of character. I'll be straight up with you. No, it's okay. You like being in the character. That's one of your things. No, it's just like my thing to fucking chill with my boys all day. (laughs) That's your thing? Yeah. What? When you chill with your boys, that's your thing? Chilling with my boys all day. Oh, yeah. That sounds like a real thing. It is. (laughs) You're always chilling with your boys. I'm always chilling with my boys all day. I know. I I can tell by the amount of detail to the four times you said that (laughs) phrase. (laughs) <laughs> that it, it couldn't possibly be something that no, isn't you were, fake. You were always picked on for being too thin. No? You were always picked on for knowing, knowing too much. People felt threatened by you in school. Yeah, a little bit. And you had to you had to balance that out with comedy. That's how you kind of got the b- bad guys on your side. Yeah, but then also, like, I was... I could embarrass them. Yeah. Like, I could talk circles around them debate around you know debate around them insult them but you had you had a lot of friends in high school i did have a lot of friends in high school yeah you were like a popular guy 
I was popular because it, that was, you were uh, like the th- class comedian. But that's also like the that was the survival mechanism from younger, of learning how to float through each group. Because you were the baby of the family. No, I was only only child. So you had to you had to. Are you trying to psychoanalyze me? No, I'm just saying you had to. I'm just trying to get to know you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you had to, but you had to, you finally you were six, there. You were there. To, years. I was wondering when this when you were going to try to get to know me. You were there to ease the tension in the house. No, household. that was your role. No, no, there was there was the tension, the tension, the tension built, and then you alleviated the, it with the, your comedy. The, no, that definitely didn't happen. The tension, no? the tension built, and I left. Oh, really? I tried not to be home because of the tension. Oh, so there's there was tension at home, and you were just you. you it was like escapism for you. Um, no, not necessarily. I mean, I just didn't want to be home, so I found every reason that I could not be home. And that's how you got into the theater. Exactly. I went to performing arts high school, but I always What was your first play? I, ooh, um, it was called The Diviners. The Diviners? How old were you? I was a freshman. Freshman in college? High school. High school. So when did you first get into acting? High school. So you went to the art school for acting before you even got into acting? Yes. So you in eighth grade, you had nothing to do with acting, and you're like, I'll get into acting. In eighth grade, I was the class clown, and I was the person who could read off the page with no mistakes instantaneously, and then also put some sort of feeling into it. Oh, so you had a natural inclination for dialogue. Yes. Oh, shit. See, I envy that. Took, like, I, 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 I struggle with scripts. I know you do. Oh, thanks, man. I'm trying to cry on your shoulder, allow myself to be vulnerable, and you're just kicking me. No, I'm just saying I know that you struggle with it. Kicking me like a dog. I'm not even kicking you. I'm just agreeing with you. But you always had a natural inclination towards it. I guess so. Performance, you know, and all that stuff. You took it off the page immediately. So you're good at cold reading, you'd say. Yeah. So you don't get nervous at a table read. First time seeing it. That's not necessarily true. I, I get nervous. I don't get nervous about the acting. I get nervous about everybody else. Yeah. I get nervous about what's what's expected from me because I couldn't possibly know. Right. What's expected from me. Right. But you don't need the script for that long before you can take it off the page. No. You memorize lines pretty quick? Very quick. Two times through and you've got to memorize. Um, sometimes but, more. It depends on the complexity of the line. Yeah. Uh, not a huge monologue, but if it's a simple dialogue. A monologue I, I can get in a day. You know, maybe even less depending because it's like it's all just logic. Yeah, it's all just following the thought from one one beat to the next, right? How's your trailer on set? Oh, it's so big, it's gigantic. But it's got to be wait, nice. wait. You know, you know the city Monte Carlo. Yeah, it's a little bit bigger than that. <laughs> <laughs> but come on, you're top billing on that show. No, no, I'm like the fourth top. I'm the fourth um, from the tippy. I sometimes I get the and. I don't get the and. I wish I got the and. That's what I want. Blah, blah, name, blah. Is, and Baron Vaughn. Is your name in the credits? It's in the opening. That's great. Yeah, the opening credits. And where does the show take place? San Francisco. <laughs> but you guys don't shoot in San Francisco. You shoot in Vancouver. Yeah. Is that a, is that a point of controversy? To who? To the fans? Um, not that I know of. Did you um did you get any fans from the show coming out to see you do live comedy? I had a couple people, yeah. That's cool. A couple people were like, "Yeah, hey, I saw you." You're pretty thing. much the comic relief of the show. Yeah, the USA's genre is kind of like one, uh, like one-hour procedurals, but wrapped in some com, but they throw in yeah, comedy. Yeah, a dramedy. It's like a dramedy. It's a network of dramedies. But I feel like USA the genre is very specific from Monk on, and then you had Psych, 
and shows like that. Don't you feel that USA has kind of come up with its own own thing, own brand? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the some people could say it's the quirky procedural. Yeah, I or think the it's blue, the, qu- the blue sky kind of method is what they call it. I don't think it's even. I wouldn't even say dramedy, although it is a dramedy. But I think a dramedy is broader. I think USA is like I can watch. Well, a dra- a, I can watch a show. You you could not. You could be like, guess what network is that on? And if it's a USA show, I'll get, guess it's USA. You know they've, what I'm saying? They've done extremely well with branding themselves. <clears throat> I think that's interesting. And now Eric is uh, getting but that's, off the floor. That's lucky. You're in a kneeling position now. That's great because, like, you're in this what on the like at its foundation is a one hour procedural drama, but you're providing tons of comedy in it as well. Yeah, so you get to kind of play both your dramatic talents and your comedic talents, which is a nice way. Yeah, to I mean, I, it was a little bit more, a little bit more on the comedy, the comedy side. But you had that scene where that rape scene. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, very controversial. That, that doesn't exist. <laughs> and you were broke down crying. It yeah, was yeah, like yeah. You were like um, Jodie Foster in The Accused. No, I looked exactly like Monica Bellucci in that movie. But let me ask you something. I gotta take. I gotta go to the bathroom. Can you guys sit? Press pause on the thing. No, I think we should wrap it up. Actually. Oh yeah, it's six twelve. It's a good time for you to go. That's take a good a way to end. It, huh? <laughs> I've been holding on my poop this whole time. <laughs> Well, if you could, okay. But but let's talk about ignorance. Well, let me tell you. Well, let me ask ask you one last question. What? Let's talk about ignorance. If you if you had a challenge, right, to issue, yeah, to people about ignorance <laughs> on the subject of ignorance. <laughs> yes, that too. Um, what was your cha- what's, what's your challenge to people? I challenge you, brother. This January seventeenth pay per view. Down at the Miami Arena, me, you, in the ring, mano imano, barbed wire, no holds bar, cage match. Yeah. I think. What, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like, if you, like, what, what do you want people to do? Read, what I'm saying. read a fucking book, son. I just think, uh, no, that's, I mean, I mean it's, it's pretty good, too. It's pretty, ju- oh, I mean, that's, man, how do you answer such a question, you know? Well, I mean, what would you like it? What, what do you wish that people were doing more? Of, I don't know. Reading, watching documentaries. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Those are good, having, two good. Things. I mean, but you have to have a, a a want to do that, you know. Yeah. So you want people. So to well, want how, do, to, how do I affect people's free will? Do you not? Ne- so you don't necessarily want people to get smarter, but you want people to want to get smarter. Yeah, I just wish there was uh, to be less ignorant. I'll say this. I wish that the people that the, the upper echelon of the world that own the majority of the wealth in the world, I wish they made greater strides in distributing their wealth equally and maybe hiking up their taxes a couple extra points if that means, if, if that would result in uh, a lot of their money going towards better educational resources for harder hit areas. So that uh, kids could break out of their caste system once they have resources to education material. Well, thank you very much, Miss South Carolina. You can now go Vote take for a me. Dump. You can now go take a now dump. I'm gonna go take a shite. All right. Well, we just want to say shout out to Lil Boosie. One love. <laughs>